0: constrained by love I'm going to be talking about constrained by love it's going to be um, you know a powerful message this morning I want to start by telling us a story Lord. Oh, yeah. all right how many of you let me ask a question first how many of you have ever been um, in a relationship before you like the person before you love the person before you know you've ever been in a relationship before or you are in a relationship now glory to god you are how about you have you ever been in one how about you how about you okay have you ever felt like you, like you are in love with someone before you felt like you love someone you felt like you love someone before right hallelujah now i used to be in a relationship too and i used to love somebody you know i was still a young boy then I think I was in um um primary mm-hmm. school. That was the first time I felt what it means to love somebody. I was in primary school and I I knew this girl, her name she's a Yoruba girl anyways, you know. Um I used to like her. And because of my love for her, there are a lot of things that changed around me. She was doing so well in school. She was very intelligent, it was if, if results comes out is it that she's first second or third and then she was also beautiful praise the lord you know and um at some points she gave me some you know will i say green lights and all that but i used to like her a lot and because because i used to like her i started trying to look better as a, as a young boy then i dressed anyhow I wear slippers. I I can even run on the road without wearing any shoe on my legs. When I was younger, we play football on the streets. Uh, you know, do we we did a lot of crazy things from compound to compound, police and thief. You know all those street life, playing playing around. But the minute I started liking this lady, something changed. The moment me and that lady I started liking her, I I I began to genuinely like her. I couldn't it would I'll become shy to go on the streets and play. I became very shy. I became very cautious very concerned. you can't see me running around anyhow or wearing clothes before they wear the clothes, go buy something for our parents. You know, it was just a lot of things changed because I was scared I'll be scared hey, if I just wear this nonsense now and go, omo, she go jam me for over, she goes say, hey this boy, dirty boy you know so I had to wear good clothes even to go and buy something go and buy bread go and buy tea go and buy biscuits I would dress like I'm going to church did did any of you do that kind of thing eh can you relate to what my story can you relate to my story eh (laughs) hallelujah so yeah did I did all of that because I was in love I loved her genuinely No strings are touched, didn't want, I just liked her. Anyway, the reason I share this story with you was to let you know that when you love God, when you genuinely understand the love of God and you fall in love with God, many things in your life by yourself will change. Amen. So the topic of my um, my teachings this morning is constrained by love. Another word for constraint is compelled. Another word for compelled is forced. So you can say compelled by love, you can say forced by love. So when you are in love with a person, there are things that would shift in your life. There are things that must change in your life. All right. So to be constrained is to be compelled, is to be made to do something, is to be forced. All right. There are things you will stop doing, and there are things you will start doing when you love someone. True or false? when you love God nobody no you don't need a preacher you know those days when we used to grow up in church then they will tell us pray we'll be sleeping they will tell us fast it will be be hard it is as though they are punishing you when they tell you to pray or tell you to fast when they tell you to fast you'll be like oh you every every five minutes you check time oh boy it's 6 6 a.m. we are fasting today from 6 you check 7 hey like may 12 nap, may 12 nap. you check again Nine that's 12 has not, and then hungry, you begin to finish. You feel you feel like it is is a punishment, right? But when you come into the understanding of the love of God and you love God for yourself, you will forget food. I have I can remember one time where I used I will go for evangelism. After I went for evangelism, I'll come back, I will forget that I've eaten, I forget. I forget that I've not eaten. I forget that I'm hungry, and I'm normal. I'm fine. So there is a, a level you can get to in God where your love for Him becomes strong, and that love controls your life. Because of that love, you just look at somebody. Maybe a lady is tempting you to commit sin. You look at her, and she. she, she you look at her, and you are seeing a Jezebel. You are seeing a witch. Because of love for God. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? There is a level you can get with God. Then, 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 when we are younger, we will take a lady's number. Who, who, any All the ladies' number in our phone, we deleted it. Say, no, we don't have time for women because we are in love. We do crazy things. Then, you, you, if you're a lady, you want to hug me, I will embarrass you. I'll tell you, don't hug me because we love God. All of those things are not wrong. Amen? Praise the Lord. Amen wrong just like wearing um, taking your beer food to go and buy bread and playing on the street with tier tier clothes is not to a child is he's been a child it's not wrong right but when you fall in love it will become wrong there are things that changes in your eyes when you are in love and that's what i'm about to teach you to this morning all right i i want to read the scripture to you are we ready for the word this morning are you following this teaching Say a loud amen. amen. So, 2 Corinthians. I want to just read some scriptures to you so that you can understand what I'm saying. 2 Corinthians chapter five. Let's let's go into the word of God this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter five, from verse eleven. Amen. amen. Says, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Let's let's just jump to verse. Um, verse 14. For the love of Christ constraineth us because we thus judge that if one died for all then we are all dead. Let me, let me read another translation sorry, to be clear. For the love of Christ controls and urges and impels us. The love of Christ controls urges and impels us because we are of the opinion and conviction that if one died for all, then all died. So the love of Christ can compel you, can force you. The love of Christ can create an urge in you. You know when you have an urge to eat, you have to eat. Hungry. Hungry is the urge for eating. Alright? Alright? When you feel dizzy, is an urge for sleep. There is an there's also an urge for prayer. There's an urge for fasting. And this urge, the Bible says, can be born when a person loves God. The Bible says, for the love of Christ, the love of Christ controls, urges, and compels us. The love of Christ can urge you, can compel you, can impel you. All right. Now, this is what actually makes the love of Christ to compel people. It is your conviction please take note of this the love of christ number one take note of the first note the love of christ can compel you can urge you and impel you to do things can make you do things but number two the love of christ is only as strong as your conviction in christ let me say that again you the compelling force of love the compelling power of love is only as strong as your conviction in Christ that means you cannot love God more than you understand God it is the more you understand God that is the more you love him Are you hear what I'm saying if the love of God will control you will compel you will impel you you have to come into a level of understanding if you see anybody not loving Jesus, it's a lack of understanding. The person does not understand him. If you see anybody not not being compelled, not being you see, somebody is you're telling prayer, is angry, you're telling fasting, you're telling church, they don't want to hear anything in church. What another thing is controlling that person. The love of Christ is not controlling that person. And the, the reason why the love of Christ is not controlling that person is because the person is not convinced of whom Christ is, doesn't know anything about Jesus, doesn't know maybe know little about jesus so he cannot be controlled by love. for instance but the lady i was i was liking because i knew her amen i saw she was intelligent i saw she was smart i saw how she was taking first i i understood that if i come close to this lady there's a level of respect i'm going to have there's a level of regard i'm going to have because of that understanding everything about me changed so that i can be close to her Praise the Lord. So you cannot love God more than you are convinced of uh, about Him. The love of your God is directly proportional to your conviction of Him. Is that making sense to someone? Say loud Amen if you're following. So you must be convinced. You must be convinced to love God before you love Him. And what is what? as believers what is our conviction what is our what should be our belief that sponsors our love therefore sponsors our urge, sponsors our uh, the the impelment that we feel what should be our belief what should you believe what should be your conviction of christ what should, are the things you need to know that when you remember that thing ah You say, hi, God loves me. And because of that love, you begin to do certain things. You stop certain things. You start certain things. You change certain things because of that love. Now, what are the things you need to know? Let me show you some of the things you need to know. Are you ready? Number one. You are bound by sin. And destined for death and hell. You are bound by sin. If you understand that you are bound by sin and you are destined for hell and death you understand the power of the love of God in your life and where that understanding will help you to change a lot of things you are destined I'll show it out to you from scriptures Romans 3 verse 23 It says for all I've seen I've come short of the glory of God Romans 6 and verse 23. Another scripture. It says, For the wages of sin is death. And the gift of God is eternal life. Amen. Amen. See who you used to be. See who, see who you are meant to be. A person who is under the slave, the slaveryhood of sin. You are bound by sin. What it means to be bound by sin is to be a slave. Your hands were tied. Praise the Lord. That means if you say, Kai, "I will not lie," you cannot do it. If you say, "I ah, will stop sleeping around," you cannot do it. If you say, "I will stop taking alcohol." You cannot do it. You are under. You are a slave. You are a slave. This is who you are. And Jesus showed up into your life to give you life. The Bible says He died your death. The Bible says He was He He became a sin so that the blessings of Abraham might be yours. So. If you understand that, look, look at who I used to be, look at who I'm supposed to be. But Jesus came to change who I'm supposed to be and make me a different person. If you understand that, you'll be compelled. Have you heard this song? When I remember his promises, I shout hallelujah. Have you heard that song before? It's powerful. It's powerful. If you can remember. you can remember what God has done for you if you can remember what he is doing for you I bet you a lot of things will change around you a lot of things shout it loud "Amen." amen if you are following me say I'm here oh glory to God hallelujah so let me show you something Ephesians 2 and verse 12 let me show you let's let me this scripture will show you a graphic picture of who you used to be or who you are supposed to be before jesus saved you before jesus came to die who you are supposed to be before he gave his life his only begotten son to die for you who are you supposed to be you need to see it you need to see how dirty you should be looking you need to see how how you should be suffering many of us would not have been alive today if jesus didn't die Many of you that have a job you are doing. You are supposed to be doing any job if Jesus did not die. And somebody will wake up one day. It's because of the death of Jesus that we can still at least we still have we can still walk freely on the road. We still have food to eat. If Jesus did not die, do you know what the world should have looked like? Flood. Water everywhere. Nothing will change. If Jesus did not die, the world maybe would have been consumed by fire. Because sin was too much. Men were under the slavery hood of sin. Even people who were children of God, Abraham, Enoch, they were still struggling with sin. Can you imagine Abraham sleeping with his servants and giving birth to Ishmael? He was a, he was a he was a friend of God, but he was still under the bondage of sin. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So if Jesus did not die, Ephesians, Ephesians two and verse 12 will show us how we would have been if Jesus did not die. Ephesians. Praise the Lord. Ephesians um, two and verse twelve. The Bible says that at that time ye we are without Christ. Please help me close the door a little bit. That at that time ye are we are without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenant of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. Let me read another translation so that you get the English. It said, Had no idea of any of this. Didn't know the, the the first thing about the way God works. Hadn't the faintest idea of Christ. Before Jesus died, we, we didn't have any idea. We didn't even know what what it means to be human beings. We didn't even know what it means to be loved. He says, "Hadn't the faintest idea of Christ." He says, "You you knew nothing of of that." rich history of god's covenant and promise in israel that is you didn't know anything about the plans of god for your life no nothing you are blank says you hadn't no clue about what god was doing in the world at large. you were so far from god's plan before jesus died remember that you were at that time separated you are living apart from christ praise the lord are you following my words you are living apart from Christ. you are separated before Jesus died. I want you to understand what the love of Christ has done for you. You are separated, you are living apart from Christ, you are excluded from all part of Him. I'm reading the scriptures, says, utterly estranged and outlawed. That is, you are an alien. You do you didn't have anything to do with God. <sighs> Do you know that the death of Christ, let me not go ahead of myself, but let me give you an idea. Do you know that one of the things that the death of Christ has done for you is that it has made you a family of God. You are now a son of God. That person who believes and receives Jesus into his heart has become a son of God. But this is, look at look at where you were before. You are alien, not you had no part in Christ, you are a stranger to Christ, and because he died, and you accepted him. You believed in him. You have become a son. You have become family member. Connected by blood. As in you are family member with Christ. I will show that to you in scripture. Somebody say, thank God for his love. Thank say it again. Say, thank you Jesus for your love. Thank you Jesus for your love. Praise the Lord. You. He says You are utterly estranged at Lord. He says, from the rights of Israel. As a nation. And strangers with no share in this in the sacred compacts of the messianic promise. There was a covenant, there was a promise, but we didn't have a part in it. It says we, we had with we, we, we had no knowledge of our right in God's agreements, in his covenants. We didn't have anything in God's covenant nothing, no inheritance in Christ. But now, do you know as a son of God you have an inheritance in Christ? You have an inheritance. You have a place. You have a home. <laughs> you have a possession. Glory to God. It says, and you had no hope, no promise. You were in, in the world without God. So, this is what happened to us before Jesus died. Verse 13. Look at what happened when, after Jesus died. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off have been made near by the blood of Christ. Somebody say, I was far, once afar off. But I am now made near by the blood of Christ. Somebody tell your neighbor what a love. He said, Number two, he says, For he is, verse 14 says, For he is our peace, who had made both one and had broken down the middle wall of partition. That is, he has made you and Christ one what happened after jesus died was that you married him the moment you accept after jesus died and you accepted him what happened was that you did what say i married him except you have not accepted jesus if even if you've not accepted jesus in this service you are going to be given an opportunity because what the death of jesus was a marriage proposal to everyone who who is not in christ when jesus died he was telling you i want to marry you he was offering himself so that you can be one with him a man that marries a woman whatever the man has what uh, what happens woman has it that is exactly what happened somebody shout hallelujah, hallelujah. somebody shouted loud hallelujah. hallelujah that is what that is exactly what happened when jesus died he proposed to you he says i want to marry you so before you were an alien, you were a harlot, you are you like a prostitute, you are dirty, you, you didn't have any inheritance in Christ, you are nobody, you are far from Jesus. But this is what he said as soon as he died, as soon as Jesus died, he made you one with him. That's what the scripture is telling you. Somebody say, Tell your neighbor, now Bible, I they read. Tell your neighbor, now Bible, Pastor, they read. It's the Bible. I'm showing you what the scripture says. Do you know what verse 15 says? It says verse 15 says, having abolished in the flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments cons- contained in ordinances for to make in himself of twain one new man. So making peace. Verse 16 says, and that he might be both unto God in one body by the cross. Having slain the enmity thereby. Verse 17 says, and came and preached peace to you, which we are far off. And to them that we are near it says for through him we both have access by one spirit unto the father because of jesus god can now be called your father before when anybody calls god their father they used to stone them to death in the bible days before when they had jesus calling god my father ah my father abba he was calling god abba when they had when they had Jesus doing that. They they told him that he was blaspheming. But when Jesus died, he was the first son. The Bible calls Jesus the first son of, of the brethren. Right? As soon as he died, the Bible says he died and he resurrected. The Bible now called him the first son amongst the resurrected. That means he's the first to resurrect. Anybody who dies and believes in him will also resurrect. On the last day, are you hearing what I'm saying? Those of us who are alive will also be resurrected on that last day because of Jesus, because of his death. When the trumpet sounds, because of Jesus, you will fly. Somebody say I will fly. I will fly. But it was not like that before. We before we were aliens, we were strange people, we were we are we are we we off We didn't have anything that connected us to God. We couldn't call God father that was how bad it was so if a person understands that this was who you used to be and jesus came into your life he, he came into your life and changed your life that love will constrain you that understanding of the love that he has for you will constrain you will change you will compel you if you are me say hallelujah Number two, understanding you need to have for you for the love of Christ to compel you. Those of you who are just coming, I I, I I'm just gonna give you an idea of what we're talking about. We're talking about the compelling force of the love of Christ, all right. And we said that you cannot be compelled by a love you don't understand, or you cannot be compelled to love a person you don't know, all right. It is a person that you are convinced about that you understand you know that you can love praise the Lord and I'm showing you the the things that you need to understand for you to love Christ for you to be compelled by his love for you to be changed by his love the things you must understand and I've, I've said a couple of them I'm saying another one number point number two Christ died our debts and paid our price this is one of the things he did for you somebody repeat after me echo back and me say what a love the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 it says God made him who knew no sin to be seen on our behalf so that in him we might become the righteousness of God Christ Jesus didn't have sin in him but he made him to become sin so that we will all become the righteousness of God somebody say what a love, what a love. Ah. these are some of the things that when i remember i lift up my hands and i began to, I, I began to sing jesus you love me too much oh you know that song too much oh too much oh, excess love oh jesus 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 you love me too much oh you know that song sing it with me too much your oh, excess love oh say jesus you love me too much you oh. sing it with me too much, oh. too much, oh. excess love. Oh. Two more times, Jesus, you love me. Jesus, you love me too much. Oh, oh. too much, oh. too much, oh. excess love. Oh. One more time, sing it like you mean it. Hallelujah, Jesus, you love me too much. Oh, oh. too much. Oh. Jesus, the bible says he was he didn't know sin he didn't he didn't sin he didn't commit sin he didn't make any mistakes but he was made sin he he became sin so that we will become the righteousness of god through christ jesus i want to give you an instance sir come sir This but this man here is not your portion in Jesus' name. Let me just use you for an instance. Just stand, stand, come. No stand now. Look, look at what I'm saying. This man here is the one that committed sin. He maybe he stole. He stole something. He killed somebody. He raped somebody. It's not him, I'm just using him for an instance. Are you following me, guys? He raped somebody, he did a lot of things, a lot of bad things. All right. And this guy here showed up and said, they, 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 they took him to the court, they judged him and they said he's going to be executed by hanging. And this guy here just showed up and said, no, don't execute him by hanging. Everything he did, I want to pay for it. I want to die his death. And they tell this guy, says, the only way you can, this guy can be free is that you have to die. You have to die his death. And so this guy takes all of the punishments of this guy so now i want to ask you a question who raped amongst this guy and this guy who was the one that did the raping? now now this guy has taken everything all the punishments who's who was the one that look face this just face them who was the one that did the raping? for instance who waits now nah. who was now that he has taken everything, he says he wants to do the dying. He wants to pay the price for this guy, who was the one that took, that did the raping, is this guy? Who was the one that did the killing, is this guy? Who was the one that did the stealing, is this guy? Now this guy, he is he, now a new person. He didn't do any of those things. Nobody will hold him next tomorrow. and say, are hey, you? Now you? Nobody has the rights in heaven. On earth under the earth. Why? Because this guy has taken his sins, has taken his mistakes. The Bible says that he was made, who he who knew no sin became sin, so that will become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. So this guy is as as new as ever. He is as somebody that didn't do anything. It's like a newborn baby. Somebody say, What a love. What? This is exactly what Jesus did for us. He took every of our flaws, all our mistakes, all our accusations upon himself and he died our death. The ultimate punishment for sin is what? Death. And he died our death. So at this point, anybody who accepts Jesus, who believes in Jesus, does not have sin and therefore will not die. Somebody say, I will never die. I die. I will never die. I will never die. I will never die. So the next time, as a Christian who has believed and received Jesus, Satan comes to accuse you and say, hey, you're a fornicator. Hey, you're a thief. Hey you lied. Hey, you are you are a wicked person. Hey, you are a cheat. Tell him that it is not me. The person who did it has died. Did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. Did you hear what I said? Thank you, sirs. Go back to your seat. Somebody, did you hear what I said? Yes, sir. The next time devil says, "Oh, you are you are a cheat. You did this, you did that. You are wicked. You are you are you are evil." The next time that thought comes to your head, What do you say to Satan? Say it is not me. Somebody say it is not me. Say the person who do and don't die. Somebody shout glory to God. This is exactly the understanding that you must have. If you understand these things. If you understand this depth of love. It will shape everything about you. It will change everything about you. If you are there, say hallelujah. hallelujah. I didn't hear you. If you are there, say hallelujah. hallelujah. <sighs> hmm. Another thing you must understand is that sin and death came through disobedience. And righteousness and life reigned through obedience. So the book of Romans chapter 5 from verse 12 to 20 talks about that. That by one man's sin, because of Adam, disobedience, death reigned. Because of one man's disobedience sin reigned death reigned but because of one man's obedience which is jesus we have received life abundantly so if the devil is saying oh uh, the death of jesus has not done anything the death of jesus has not changed anything in your life uh if the devil tells you if somebody tells you ah jesus died now he didn't, he didn't, he died, he, the Bible says he died for the world. He didn't mention your name. Tell him that when Adam sinned, they didn't mention your name too. Did you hear what I said? When Jesus died, somebody says, ah, pastor, when Jesus died, the Bible says, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. It's the word he died for now. He did not mention my name now. He did not, he did not die for me. In the same way, when Adam sinned, His sin, when he was sinning, your name was not mentioned, but his sin is affecting you now. His wickedness is affecting you now. His mistake is affecting you now. The same way the righteousness of Jesus can affect you now. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. They said, oh, the sin of your forefather, the sin of your great-grandfather is the reason why your business, anything you put your hands to is not working. Anything you put your hands in is, is always slow. Every time you are struggling, every time, you Can't go above a bakline when you get to age 45, you must die. And you get to age 50, you diabetes. When you get to age 70, oh, you must you must go and see a native doctor. If not, your business will crumble. So tell them, say tell them is a lie. Listen, if 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 that mistake of your forefathers is affecting you now, the obedience of Jesus is also affecting you now somebody shout the be hallelujah. hallelujah if the mistake of your forefathers can affect you now the obedience of jesus can change your life now say it loud hallelujah he says by one man obe- obedience let, let me read that to you verse 19. anybody can read verse 19. is anybody there read verse 19 for me now listen i, I want to say something but let, let, let's read that Um, Romans 5, Romans 5, 12, um, just read verse 19, Romans chapter 5, verse 19. Oh, Ramashanda kapalides. Yes. For as by one man. As by one man. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Yes. So by the disobedience of one. By the obedience of one. By the obedience of one, shall many be made righteous. So, because of the obedience of Jesus, you are made righteous. You are now righteous. (laughs) Yeah. so the next time let me say this this way that that thing that devil that is harassing your finances that devil that is harassing your life your marital life your financial life your health because of the sin of forefathers because of the sin of your great grandfather is harassing your life that devil is an intruder somebody say devil you are an intruder Because he doesn't have the right. The man who receives Jesus, the man who receives Christ, listen. This this guy I used as an instance, as he, as this guy took his sin, right? As this guy took his flaws and died his death. Do you know that if I come tomorrow and I say this guy, you are a thief, you are a thief. This guy can arrest me. This guy can jail me this guy, if I do anything to this guy, if I touch his money, touch his car, because I'm, I'm I'm still fighting him, do you know that this guy can eventually take me out? Why? Because somebody has paid his price. The same thing. Any devil harassing, tell your neighbor for me. Say, any devil harassing your life, sir? If your neighbor is the woman, say, any devil harassing your life, ma? is trading on an illegal premise say any devil around your destiny is illegal and must be put where they belong somebody shout hallelujah hallelujah by one man's righteousness by one man's obedience you have been made righteous you are not an accused anymore you are not in sin anymore you are not a slave of sin anymore before you cannot stop lying before you cannot stop sleeping with people before you cannot stop cheating we cannot stop masturbation. But now, because of the death of Jesus, the power has been given to you. Say loud, amen. 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 Another thing you need to understand, the love of Christ was made manifest in the death and as, as follows. And all that. Okay, I, I'm going to... Another thing you need to understand is that Jesus considered himself of no reputation. He saw himself as somebody that didn't have anything because he was going to save you from the world, from the, from, the, from death and sin. I, I, I don't want to bore you with too much of that. The, the, next, um, the next point is that he was punished for your sin. He was bruised for your infirmities. So part of the thing is that Jesus, when Jesus was paying for sin, he was paying for, for sickness. Amen? Amen? He was paying for sickness. Isaiah 53 says it all. He says, for he was bruised for your sin. He was punished for your infirmity. And by his stripes you are healed so when he was paying for your sin he was paying for your sickness he took your sickness on him he took your sin on him he took your curses on him say sickness what are you looking for say sickness you're a stranger you have been settled so get out say get out shout it say get 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 out Somebody believe that, say it loud, amen. 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 Sickness is illegal. Any sickness in your body now is an illegal visitor. Any devil harassing your health is illegal. I must be put to check. Jesus. Somebody say amen. amen. He says, listen, he gave us the power to become the sons of God. Somebody shout glory. glory. I'm showing you what Jesus did for you that should compel you to love him like never before that when you are loving him somebody looks at you and say you are stupid say yes i agree i am stupid for jesus somebody say you are holy holy say i am holy for jesus i'm showing you what jesus did for you that that should compel you when you remember what he has done for you and what he is doing for you even though you didn't want to come to church you just say oh let me take my bath and go to church god is too good Somebody say, God is good. God is good. The Bible says, apart from the fact he died, he came, you know, the Bible says that Jesus came as a man. He, you, you, you know what it means to even come as a man? That is, your father has, is like your father is Donald Trump. Very wealthy. And you decide you are going to leave America. And you're going to come to Nigeria and become a normal person without money. One dollar you did not come with. And you became normal, a normal human being. Instead of carrying block to, to get uh, 500 or how much do they pay people that carry block one block any idea one block is how much eh naira. what of cement because G- jesus has to survive if you if you came from america you didn't come with anything you just came and landed only slippers and this thing you have to survive in that place so he imagine just imagine that you now start carrying a uh, block in it so that you can eat at least and then you didn't just do all of that you now look for somebody who is misbehaving who is living anyhow who is you feel that his life is comfortable and is misbehaving And you you what you did was that you 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 in fact they, they wanted to arrest this guy they wanted to jail this guy you came and say oh this guy he said they, they say he committed murder he said no problem You said he killed he, no problem he raped he said no problem Say you now tell that guy Says, don't worry, go. go. I I'll I'll will take your, I'll take your place. And then you enter jail for that guy, and then they execute you because of that guy. Somebody say, what a love. What a love. That's exactly what Jesus did. From he left his glory. Do you know what, how glorious Jesus is? How much riches he has in his possession? He left all of that and he came down. And became a normal human being. In fact, do you know where he was born? In a manger, smelling place. This is the creator of the whole universe. We are talking about because of you. Somebody say because of me. Because of you. he did all of this. Say what a, what a love! When you remember this thing, you will not want to. You do, you will not want to sleep around. When you remember this thing, you will not want to commit uh, uh, adultery. Sleep with someone's wife. When you remember this thing, even though you don't feel like praying, you will wake up and say, "Let me pray." Let me, pray this love is too much. This love is too much. Let me love this person that has loved me back. You remember this thing, you will not want to start cheating and lying and stealing. You remember this love. Anybody that, yeah, Charlamagne anybody that can make such sacrifices for you, eh? I am the son of Donald Trump. I come and die for you. And I said, all the things that belong to me, take. All the inheritance of Donald Trump, take. Anybody that does that for you, he sees something in you. Amen? Amen. Somebody say, "Jesus Jesus sees something in me. So, even though you are suffering, you see like you are suffering, things are not working for you now. Jesus has seen something. For him to do that kind of sacrifice, there is something he sees in you. And you need to learn how to start seeing what he's seeing in you. That love he has shown you should... You know, when somebody just come from nowhere and starts showing you love. Takes you, pay give, pay, pay house rent for you, buy a car for you, give you a job, put you under salary of maybe 300k every month. What, the next question is, what is this what, what is this guy seeing in me? And immediately that thing starts happening for you, you will change the things that you will stop doing. There are things that you, because you'll be like, there's something this guy is seeing, there's something in my life. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, there is something you carry. For Jesus to do this much, there is something you carry that will change your world. Tell your neighbor, discover it. Praise the Lord. Let me not go ahead of myself. And let me show you, just, I'm rounding off now. And nothing that Jesus did was that he prepared a place for us john chapter 14 and verse 3 says so i go to the house of my father and i'll I'll, I'll prepare a place for you i will come again and receive you into myself and where i am you shall be also somebody shall glory Glory. that is not very exciting that i have a place in heaven there are people who do not have a place in heaven and those are people who have not received jesus into your life they are walking up and all they have is one room self-contained or boys quarter in you know they are surviving if anything happens to them and they die bible says it's for man to die once after with judgment if anything happens to them and they die they don't have a place the the only place they will go to is a general place where people are being tortured hellfire but if a man who received jesus in his heart dies the Bible calls it in my father it says in my father's house there are many mansions if you die in Christ you have a place you have an inheritance you have a mansion to your name that mansion is not just literal mansion we are talking about a territory to your name because you receive the love of Christ somebody say what a love Love. say it again say what a, love. what a love when you know these things there are things you will not do there are things you will not try lastly he gave us his spirit for the rapture romans chapter 6 and verse 10. many of you don't know that the holy ghost on your inside is your jetpack to heaven romans chapter 6 verse 10. the bible says if the spirit that rose jesus christ from death shall dwell upon you that same spirit will quicken your mortal body What happens is that on the last day, that spirit of God that rose, you know, Jesus rose from the grave, right? After three days. That same spirit is the spirit that you carry on your inside. As a child of God, as one who has believed in Christ, as one who has received him into your life. You are carrying the spirit of God. Tell your neighbor, say, I am carrying the spirit of God God." on my inside. Say it louder. Say, I'm carrying, the of God on my I'm carrying the spirit of God on my inside. Now, that same spirit is what will take you into heaven on the last day. That spirit of God on your inside will take you into heaven on the last day. So on that last day, you might be eating, you might be cooking because you're a child of God, because you have received the love of God. You might be cooking, you might be in your workplace, you might be doing something. As soon as the trumpet sounds, you disappear, you will leave this mortal body and you'll be taken up to heaven because the spirit of God is on your inside. Somebody say what a, love. what a love. This is what Jesus has done for you. He has made you not to be limited and not to be not to be hopeless in this world. He has made you to have hope that after your life on earth, so for a child of God, you can never die. You can never die because after your life on earth, you still have a life to live in heaven because of the love of Christ. If you understand this love according to the book of Um, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 14. The love of Christ will compel you. If you understand this love, this love of Christ will control you. If you understand that these are the things waiting for you. These are the things that have been done for you. Many of you think that when you commit sin Jesus is angry with you. No. He's not angry with you. Why? Because you're not slave. You're not a slave to sin anymore. You can you can kick that sin. You can just say, no, I'm not doing it again. And you can stop. You have the power to stop. John 1 and verse 12. To him that believes and receives him, he has given the power to become the son of God. Amen? Amen. It was before that when you commit sin, you'll be punished. God sees you as a sinner. But now he doesn't see you as a sinner. Even when you make mistakes, you are not seen as a sinner. Because you are no longer under the bondage of sin, God God forgives you immediately, even before you ask, because He knows that you are not under the bondage of sin. You can come out of it. Praise the Lord. Amen. I ask that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened today, Amen. and you will discover clearly what Jesus has done for you. And because of what He has done for you, you will be changed forever. Say it loud, Amen. Amen hallelujah is anybody blessed this morning anybody blessed this morning yes. somebody tell, say this with me say the love of Christ, love of Christ controls, me. controls me say all he has done for, me, all he has done for me, compels me compels me I will not live like I used to I will live like he wants me to now I will summarize with this particular text that same Second Corinthians. Please, somebody just read it for me. Let me show you what happens. That same Second Corinthians chapter. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. If someone dies your death, that person that dies your death has given you his life. He took your old life. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Please, are you ready again? Verse, four, from verse 14. We'll read 14, 15, and 16. Praise the Lord. I'm saying, if someone dies your death, that person has given you his life. Yes. Because we judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. If one died for all, then we are all dead. See, if Christ has died for us, all of us have died. Amen. And and go ahead. And that He died for all that they Live themselves. So he has died for every one of us, so that we that are alive will not live for ourselves, but we live for. Go ahead. which died for them and rose again. no no man after the flesh. He says, "You will now begin to live for the one who has died for you, and rose again, and therefore we will not know anybody after the flesh." What does this mean? That I will not see you as the person you used to be before. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God. That you can sit down. Thank you so much. God will no longer see you as the person you used to be before. Because that person has died. The person that is alive now is a new man. Say, say with me, I'm a new man in Christ. Man. If I believe in him. I am a new man in him. Man. You are no longer the person you used to know. You are no longer the son of Mr. Okafo, Mr. KK, Mr. Habib, Mr. Hadiyu. You are no longer the just son. You are, you are a new man. You are a different person. That's what the Bible says. No we no man after the flesh. For any man who is in Christ. Continuation. Verse 16. says, any man who is in Christ is a new creation, all things are passed away. Let me shock you. Can I shock you? Some people are here now. You're listening to this message. You're telling, man of God, I've I've accepted Jesus in my life. But I'm still struggling with his sin. I'm still struggling with sin. You said that Jesus has died and taken care of sin. So when he died, you said Jesus, when Jesus died, sin and death was destroyed. So why am I still committing sin? Can I answer that question? Very simple. Why you are still committing sin is that you don't understand that sin has been taken care of. You don't yet know that sin is dead. You think sin is alive. Like a chicken. When you cut the neck of a chicken and you put it into hot water, what do you do? What do, what do you notice? Eh? It will start shaking. What is happening to you when you believe and receive Jesus into your life? You see, After one week, after two weeks, you see that particular weakness, that that you used to you used to struggle with come up again is that that sin is is reacting it is dead. The power of sin is dead, but it is reacting. It's already dead, but it's reacting. All you need to do is give it a se- keep that hot water hot. And give it time. Somebody tell your neighbor keep the hot water hot. hot, water hot, and, hot, water hot. and give it time. That you are struggling with an addiction this is my, i'm lying i'm cheating and i have received jesus stand on the knowledge that this sin has died this thing cannot control me this habit cannot control me then keep yourself on fire knowing that sin can no longer control you anymore and christ god does not see you as a sinner keep yourself on fire as long as you're on fire, that sin that has died, that is still doing as if it's still alive, will stay dead. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Did you understand my analogy? Huh? Eh? Keep yourself on fire. Keep yourself growing in the knowledge of God. Keep yourself growing in understanding of God, and that sin stays dead. After a while, you notice that. After praying, for instance, you come to church, you are praying for one hour. You come for midweek service. We pray together for one hour. We study the Bible together. In one week, two weeks, three weeks, one month, that that thing, when you look at that thing, you will hate it. That's what happens. But many believers, say, you don't understand this. They think that Satan still has control over their life. They think that the devil is still controlling them. And they can't stop smoking. They can't stop cheating. They can't stop stealing. They can't stop fornication. No, you can If you know that that thing has been taken care of by the cross, and you stand by it. Say, no, Satan. That temptation, you say no to that temptation. Say, no, I can't do this. Jesus has taken care of it. I'm a new man. I'm no longer the old person. I'm a new person. Jesus has taken the old person away. The old person died. So, I'm new. And you stand by it. Instead of committing that thing, you you remember, just read read the Bible. You read the word of God. Instead not committing that thing, that thing you start praying in tongues. Instead of going back to that mistakes, you just look for a friend to call and say, Oh, let's let's go, let's go for fellowship or let's hang out. Because you know it's dead. Somebody says sin is dead. Sin is dead. Somebody says sin is dead. sin is dead. The Bible says you has swallowed up sin in victory. You have swallowed up death in victory. So, hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. How many of you are excited about this good news? This is good news. This is love. And this love is going to change your life. This love is going to make you a lover of Christ. And as you love Christ, everything around your life will change. Your destiny will be transformed. You'll be compelled to be whom God has created you to be. Many of you are great men and great women. But because of the things you have experienced in the past, you can't be and do all that God wants you. You are under the influence of sin and satan but today because of the love of christ you are coming out of that influence in the name of jesus christ shout the loudest "Amen." amen stand your feet stand your feet thank him just thank him just thank him lift up your hands and just say thank you jesus lift up your hands and say thank you jesus we are closing